special warm and a warm welcome to you wherever you are tuning in to this special live coverage of the Champions League podcast for today. It is the big final we've all been waiting for. The Champions League final. It is here with us. 2022 UEFA Champions League final all the way in Paris. Stade de France is the venue for tonight's UEFA Champions League final game of the season between Liverpool and Real Madrid. Welcome once again to your most exciting, informative, and educative sports show on the calling platform. It is your most authoritative sports show on calling. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to download the calling application on Android, on Apple Play Store, or even on the internet on your laptop on your desktop to subscribe to the uefa champions league podcast right here on calling as always it is yours truly philip alimo and i've got love for sports it's always a pleasure coming your way with a special coverage of the greatest club competition on earth which is the uefa champions league show Tonight, will climax the 2021-2022 season. And I don't know what your team's performance has been like. But for me personally, this has been one of my best seasons and coverage of the Champions League. Especially the knockout stages. It gave us everything that we expected from the drama, the tension... The excitement, I mean, it, this, is, this, is, this, this season was brilliant and was fantastic. With me, as always, in the studios to do the discussion is able football analyst Justin Akowa. Justin, before you proceed with your submissions for today, I'll put you on the spot. Which team do you support? Well, do you mean in, the, in, the, in this final or in general? In general, well, I am an AC Milan fan as well as a Chelsea admirer. So those are oh. the teams I'm interested in. Most. I see. Awesome. So, how do you feel about AC Milan winning the Scudetto for the first time in a, in eleven years? Well, I mean, um, since since um, Conte, since Conte and Allegri's dominance um, regarding the Syria put an end to. Berlusconi's reign with his agent squad. Um, I mean, back then, back then, AC Milan were a, f- a force to be reckoned with, but we went through a lot. As as you could remember, we re-signed players like Kaka, Balotelli made a feature even at AC Milan at a point. Um, Abiati, um, you could speak of a lot of players, even Bonucci, uh, or even Kevin Constant. 
um, former former um, Guinean former Guinean international. So you can tell that we went through something that football people usually call a banter era where things weren't going so well. So with a kind of re- resurgence that happened with quite close to little money um, by by Moncada, by um, Paolo Maldini, by Felipe Massara. Um, I think that it is it is it is quite refreshing to see AC Milan at back at the pinnacle of Italian football once again. So it's 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 something to be proud of, and hopefully they can just build on it to add more relevant pieces to the squad from here on. Definitely. And speaking of AC Milan, AC Milan in two thousand and five played tonight's UEFA Champions League finalist Liverpool in that game dubbed the miracle of Istanbul and for me uh, on yesterday's episode I looked at my greatest UEFA Champions League final memories and for me that tops it all watching that final as an AC Milan fan and a less fancied Liverpool side coming against a star-studded Milan side with Kaka Maldini Seedorf and the likes Liverpool losing 3-0 at halftime and coming back 3-3 after extra time to take the game to penalties and eventually winning. How did you feel with that final? Well, I think that for me, I was I was actually quite young. I was I was quite young when that happened. So with that final, it just it just seemed cool. But probably the most painful part was the 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 penalty shootout because. If you watch, if you watch replays over and over again, um, even 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 when you modernize that kind of penalty shootout, you see that that was a lot of unorthodox um, way of saves from um, Jesse Dudek back then, who was who was Liverpool's number one at that time, because you could see how even 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 with the kind of way he approached a penalty shootout, he actually just puts the opponents off. Um, ASM land off, and it was and it was it was quite disappointing to see some of your most prominent players at that time actually not being able to step up to the fore and actually um dispatch their penalty. So I think that yeah, to watch to watch that kind of final was quite disappointing. But I mean, I believe that ASM land was a team that was that was potentially too good to lose out on a final um in in that kind of way, but. We can only thank Ancelotti for just bouncing back in the in the most in the best way possible in 2007 in Athens, with which AC Milan were able to get their revenge on Liverpool. But it doesn't mean that it's it's it totally wipes out the commendable thing that Liverpool were able to achieve on that night. Definitely tonight. Can you walk us through the atmosphere in the UK? What is it like? with fellow English Premiership fans? Are they indifferent? Are they supporting Liverpool? Or they are supporting Real Madrid? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it, depends on, it depends on the way you look at it from because um, even, even, if, even if you've observed um, the, the English media back then were, were always kind of, kind of um, quite partial as... Um, um, in favoring Liverpool in terms of how they are trying to achieve the impossible, and and you could see you could see some people writing articles 
um, um, think think pieces about how um, Jürgen Klopp is about to etch his name into English football history or probably world football history with a kind of the kind of way he is playing, and and some people here actually believe that Liverpool's this current Liverpool squad is probably the best, is one of the best they've ever had, or arguably number one that they have ever had. So you can you can you, um, you can tell that there's 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 a lot of love or there's a lot of admiration back in Liverpool from from this front. But then, as you know, Liverpool, even though they are most they are probably the most loved team um, currently in England. Um, you can you can tell that oh they they are going to they are going to obviously be some people who will be against them. Um, number one, that is being the Evertonians who are who are who are their who are their city, um, city rivals um, at in in Merseyside, and you, you can tell that those people are, are probably banking on. Um, a, 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 a Real Madrid win, sorry. So even even um even if even though like they actually favor Real Madrid, they also have they also have they also have a record with um Ancelotti backing them because Ancelotti once coached Everton. So then they are also they are also going to have that kind of support towards Ancelotti and probably some factions of Chelsea, probably some factions of um some factions of Manchester City and Liverpool do not appreciate the kind of love going going to Liverpool um, right now. So they'll, they'll, they'll probably hope for Real Madrid to win. And for me personally, I would actually love for Liverpool not to win because should Liverpool win right now, even though they'll probably deserve it, they'll be on level or they'll be on level number of trophies, UCL trophies with AC Milan. So that would be a little bit detrimental. So, yeah, I think that is that is the feeling in terms of what is happening in England right now. Definitely. Tell me one thing. Which final in the 30-year history of the Champions League, five, has been your most favourite final? Well, uh, I mean, that is... That, that is... That's, that will probably be the ones I have seen in terms of... The ones I've experienced um, in terms of the 2007 final, for one, um, the Athens game, it went it went as smoothly as anyone could ever think for AC Milan. Um, the one in 2012, um, where Bayern Munich faced Chelsea, where you can see Chelsea went against all odds and won at their at their home grounds. Um, even 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 the even the anniversary game that was played at Wembley between. Um, Barcelona against Manchester United. That was a very, very dominant game by arguably one of the best teams to ever win a Champions League um, from Barcelona. And Juventus versus Juventus versus Real Madrid in, in, in Cardiff, Wales. Probably for me, one of the best second halves I have seen by any UCL winning side um, in recent times because you can tell that in the second half, after Mandzukic equalised, Madrid were just on another level with Gareth Bale, with Ronaldo all contributing and making sure that they get over the line with another Champions League win. And probably the final that happened last season between Manchester City and Chelsea. I think it was for me it was it was one of the was one of the nicest games to see an underdog win because everyone loves an underdog story, and and you could you could tell that probably that was. That was for me one of one. That, that was for me arguably 
the best performance I have seen Kante ever put in because for a player that was um, ridiculed a lot of earlier in the season, um, last season because of his injuries, because of his, his inability to play as, as a lone defensive midfielder in a three-man midfield, um, he actually he actually he actually vindicated himself in terms of people who were calling him finished, people who thought he was past it and, and should have been sold. He actually put on a very, very, very great performance for the ages um for us to experience and probably um the one that happened between Porto and Monaco um in in Gelsenkirchen in Germany where Mourinho also won his first Champions League against AS Monaco. Definitely. I want to give a cherished audience a bit of perspective about what my guest Justin just mentioned, that game between Manchester City and Chelsea, which was played last year on the 29th of May 2021. Chelsea, remember, are the defending UCL champions. Unfortunately, they were knocked out of the Champions League by Real Madrid in the knockout stages of the competition. Let's pick excerpts of last season's final between Manchester City and Chelsea. Recall for Raheem Sterling, whose last start in the Champions League was in the first leg of the round of 16 against Borussia Mönchengladbach in February. Moved into the back three alongside Thiago Silva, who skippered Paris Saint-Germain in the final a year ago. Well, blue is the colour in Porto this evening. The UEFA Champions League final of 2021. Driven long by Edison. Here's Sterling. There we saw an example of the brilliant left box ball so accurately. And although they like playing the ball around and working the ball in short spaces, which gave Chelsea the opportunity to get that ball in, but Werner, who finds it difficult scoring goals at the moment, missed a bit of a half chance. Sterling. Wonderful interception by Chilwell. Manchester City opened up Werner another big opportunity for Timo Werner in the end for Edison brilliant play by Chelsea came to his right foot it was a clear opportunity straight at the keeper hasn't been informed in terms of scoring goals recently here he has again Werner again side netting this time Mason Mount Werner on the move. Chilwell. Compared. Well, he's popping up everywhere. Got experience. Came back to Chelsea. De Bruyne. Now Foden. Rudiger slid in. Tanya Rudiger. A brilliant intervention, yeah. Foden looked as though he was going to score. That's a wonderful challenge. Have they got a forward that's going to make those darts in behind those defenders and stretch the Chelsea defence? Mentioned Leicester's recruitment, David, and he was one who really sparkled at Leicester initially. Edison off his line. Havertz! 
Chelsea in front. It's a great forward run. Here we see the build-up. Came from Mendy. Out to the left. Chilwell played a lovely ball. A lovely touch in front. And it's Werner that wants wide. And then it goes against Sinzenko. They let him go. The goalkeeper comes out. A little bit rushed, possibly. But Havertz, cool as you like. Young man. Going to play many, many times for his country, of course. Looks as though Chelsea are going to go in at half-time with the lead. Chelsea get the second half underway, leading by a goal to nil. Scored just two minutes before the break by Kai Havertz. Ten minutes of the second half played now. Mares. Collision, which uh, De Bruyne was absolutely body checked there by Rudiger. He's going down. Pompey emerges with the ball. On by Pulisic. Manchester City have been opened up. Havertz. Pulisic. Here we see Pulisic. Goalkeeper does well. Gundogan. Manchester City find width. Chilwell couldn't make the interception, but Christensen could. Manchester City queuing up there in the opening half, but there's still some defending to be done. Another long throw from Walker, looking for Stones. On that effort from Mares, rising goal. Overhit by Edison, and it is Chelsea who have won the UEFA Champions League 2021. So that is the moment Chelsea won the 2021 UEFA Champions League. Tonight is the 2022 final between Liverpool and Real Madrid. Justin, what should we expect tonight between the two sides? First, give me from the Real Madrid perspective. I then mean, after which we'll pick uh, Carlo Ancelotti's reactions to tonight's game. Well, I think that Carlo Ancelotti is going to go with what he trusted us, as as seen in as seen in his um, recently released um, lineup. Because I, I I think now it is a fashion of Real Madrid to release. The lineups way earlier than the time of the final which he has done again and he is going with the team that featured that has featured in most of most of their knockout games so it is it is it is probably going to be it's probably going to be the same way he is going to approach every game but i mean this time it will be with less mistakes it will be a more composed game and and not play and not play like a team does under under pressure severely and if and and if that plan if that plan tends to not work, you probably introduce people like Kamavinga. Um, also, you introduce people like Kamavinga and and Rodrigo to probably tend the game. But but um, at this but in this case or in this scenario, there is there is a little bit of there's a little bit of some pos- positivity to it because now um, Eden Hazard is. Is is back from is back from his lengthy ankle injury, with which um, talks or reports coming 
coming out from the the Real Madrid camp looks looks like he is very fit and he he is playing with a little bit more confidence. So that can be an ace up um Carlo Ancelotti's and Ancelotti's sleeve for him to use in this Champions League final as 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 well as um um, Gareth Bale because we always we always cannot forget Gareth Bale with what he did in Kiev for Real Madrid even against Liverpool and also with what he did what he did for Real Madrid in Carlo Ancelotti's first season where he won the La Decima um, against Atletico Madrid in in Lisbon so um, for me I think that I think that Madrid Madrid are quite good to go, and they are they are going to stick to their cards this time. But play a, play a way better game than they probably played in the last um, in in um, in in the previous rounds against opponents. But just this time, they probably have they probably have a, a more fitter bench and probably a more reliable bench to to tend to if. If they need to to do this, um, sorry. If they need to do just that, definitely. Let's speak Carlo Ancelotti's reaction. He's been speaking ahead of tonight's game. What would you describe your your Real Madrid team like? We are strong. The mentality aspect is really good. We, we move on, and we reach the final for the strong mentality, the character, and uh, and uh, yeah, the personality and the experience that they, the, this team has. I cannot say was luck. I cannot say was luck. We were really close to go out, but uh, I think that. Uh, yeah, that the, the strong the relationship that this player has, also in front of this kind of, of this competition, help us to, to reach the final. And you've managed some of the, the biggest clubs in the world. What makes Real Madrid so special? The history. Yeah. The history of this club is really important, and the sense of belonging of the player when they put the shirt. This club, I think that this is the huge difference compared to, to um, other things. Apart from that, the quality of the players, the experience that they have, the fact that in the last, in the last eight years, the, the, most of these players played five final yeah, no. Champions League. So this is a big, uh, uh, a big result. You know? yeah. And how's it been for you with the, dealing with the pressure of this great club after winning it, of course, previously, after winning the Champions League? Well, yeah, I think that the, the, the goal here for a manager is clear. You have to win, full stop. And after that, uh, you can do this uh, knowing that uh, you are managing the, uh, the best club in the world with more history, with a lot of passion behind us, and this is... I really enjoy to, to be the manager of Real Madrid. Oh, oh. Every day, every day. And also, if you have a, a responsibility, man. which manager doesn't have their responsibility? No, of course. Everyone. And has your managerial style changed over the years? I saw in the, uh, the game against Manchester City, you were talking to a lot of the experienced players on the bench during the game. You were always very calm, as always. But has it changed over the years? I think it's something has changed because football is changing. It change is changing. Something uh, in to prepare the strategy of the game is changed. Something in the methodology of training is changed. What it doesn't change the relationship with the players, with the people that 
is what can we do? And if the players change their, their mentality as, as they get older? I think it's more difficult now yes. to be a player and yes. it's more difficult to manage the players because the players are a big company now, not yeah, only yeah. a player. And you must be so proud of your players this year, you know, winning the league and winning it very comfortably, of course, Saudi, Saudi Arabia winning the Super Cup and now getting to the final and more importantly beating some of the best and the strongest teams in Europe. Yeah, I'm really proud of my players, not not all because not also because uh, we reached great result, but because their relationship between us was good. I didn't have problem to manage them. All they, they were all professional all the time, every day. Also the players that didn't play. It was a, from this aspect, it was really not difficult to manage them. And how nice is it to, to finish this this year having Davide next year on the bench? You know, 214, it was Zizou, now you've got Davide. <laughs> I think, as a player, Zizou, I'm my son is uh, really nice to be on the bench with, my, with your son. It's one of the best um, experience that you yeah. can ever have. To work with your son, uh, one of the best experience. Well, thank you very much, Carlo. Anyway, best, the best of luck. It should be a fantastic final. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So that is Carlo Ancelotti speaking ahead of tonight's final the last time real madrid played in the final of the champions league was in 2018 when zinedine zidane was the coach Gareth Bale's stunning overhead kick in kiev secured an unprecedented third consecutive uefa champions league crown for real madrid which meant that zinedine zidane left the bernabao with three UEFA Champions League titles from three attempts. Let's take excerpts of those moments. In the tunnel, 79 teams from 54 UEFA associations have been involved in this season's UEFA Champions League. Sa. He's crying. He's out. What a shot for Liverpool and their supporters in adversity. It's far more straightforward. Oh, it's a goal! Extraordinary! Benzema taking advantage of the error by Carrius. It's casual, it's careless. To that cross now delivers the corner kick. Lovren up. And it's been touched in for the equalising goal. Sadio Mane. Liverpool level. There's some room for Ronaldo to try and manoeuvre an opening. Marcelo. Got three to pick out. It's the spectacular. It's Gareth Bale. Wonderful goal. There. Oh, he's gone for it. And it's gone straight through the goalkeeper's hand. It's over. And Real Madrid have won their third consecutive UEFA Champions League. What a night in Kiev. Justin, what do you make of Carlo Ancelotti's comments ahead of tonight's game? Well, um, I think that um, Ancelotti is probably one of one of the managers in the in, in the old gent actually be existing here and also be performing well. I think that 
I think that looking at the history of Real Madrid, right? Um, Real Madrid is a team that even in recent history, they've had coaches that are very, very tactically astute in terms of they actually do, they actually um, try to implement their tactics to the letter. Um, if you look at people like Julian Lopotegi, Santiago Solari, as well as um, Rafael Benitez, you can, you can see that these are coaches who actually believe in things to the letter, but I, I think that for, for, for Madrid, with the kind of team they are, they are not a team who are supposed to work on like a specific, um, sorry, a specific system or even like something that they need to like stick to. Um, they are, they are a kind of team that actually rely more on man management because if you've, if, if you have noticed, like they are, they are best recent things are from people who are, who are actually very, very good man, man managers and, 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 and people who know how to actually transmit good or positive energy into their place. And that's what Carlo Ancelotti has done. So even though the game has left him a bit, he is, he is in a team that, um, he is in a team that has like the right fit for him because even, um, Real Madrid president Florentino Perez said earlier this year that he is, he is a coach that embodies what Real Madrid is supposed to represent. And, and I mean, that is that is um, that is as simple as anyone could 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 put it for Ancelotti because you can complain about the way he plays, but then you know that at the end of the day he actually gets what is needed out of the place to get the needed results, and and that is what and that is what he has done. And he has also been some someone who has quite who has been quite extensive and quite open minded to new things and. Even and 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 even with that, he actually he actually invites his senior players who do not play frequently to sometimes sit by him or probably chip in some chip in some in in game opinions about how 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 the football should go, and 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 now you can see you can see the kind of you can see the kind of growth Carlo Ancelotti has had from his times at um, AC Milan from from his times at Chelsea, Bayern. Um, Paris Saint Germain and even and even his his probably not so good stints at Napoli and Everton. So then that so that shows how Carlo Ancelotti's qualities as a good man manager actually fits into fits into what is needed right now. And I and I and I and I believe that like any other modern manager who who are who is a serial winner, Carlo Ancelotti is still here because he still wants to win and. And you can and and you can tell that that's the that is the kind of positivity that he actually um transmits to the players and I, I think that for him to stay he's actually going to keep doing that to get the best out of the current club that Real Madrid have right now. Definitely. Speaking of possibility, Liverpool's Mohamed Salah has confirmed that he will be staying at Liverpool next season. But Sergio Mane says he will reveal his future after the Champions League final. Henderson and Mohamed Salah have been speaking ahead of tonight's final. Let's speak briefly their thoughts and reaction. To be honest, training was very good today. I felt the lads actually the excitement um, in them ready for the weekend. That's, that's good. Of course, we're disappointed on Sunday with the outcome, coming so close and then finding out what was happening in the other games. It was tough to take. Um, but I couldn't be more proud of the lads for this season and 
Uh, we've competed in every single competition, we've given absolutely everything, played the maximum number of games that we could have played. Um, won two trophies so far and got a big opportunity on Saturday to win another. Um, so it's all positive here. Um, really good morale in the camp and yeah, we just can't wait to get going again um, on Saturday and give absolutely everything one last time this season and try and get over the line to bring the Champions League trophy back to, to Liverpool. Well, do you need that Champions League trophy to elevate it to a great season? Well, we'll want it. We'll want it badly. I think other people will judge that. Um, for us, we couldn't have done any more, really. If you look at the grand scheme of things, you know, all of the games that we play. Um, and we've put ourselves in, in an unbelievable opportunity for, for Saturday to, to go and um, be in another Champions League final. And I'm not really focused on what bring that what that brings afterwards. I'm all I'm all focused on that game. That's all I'm focused on. I'm not really interested in um, whether that'll make it a good season or not or whatever. I think for us, all focus is on the Champions League final, and then we'll um, we'll assess after that. This is kind of one for you both as well because Mo has spoken about having a score to settle against Madrid after what happened in 2018. So Jordan, how do you first of all see it? <laughs> Yeah, we've had, we've had a few laughs about that, to be fair. Um, he, he didn't mean to say that, did you, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, to be honest, I can understand from Mo's point of view, you know, it was a very emotional time for him, you know, to, to come off in that game in the week did and, and get injured. Um, it was tough, it was tough for him, it was tough for all of us, so I get it. Um, but for me, um, you don't need any more motivation in the Champions League final, that's all we're the focus is on is, is going and performing. Um, that's all we dreamt of as kids to play in big games and it doesn't get much bigger than the Champions League final against Madrid. Um, we know it'll be really tough, you know, they're a fantastic side, world class side, world class players all over the pitch. So we need to, we know we need to be at hundred percent if we're gonna have any chance of, of winning. Um, but that's always the case in football and um, and this is no different. So yeah we're ready and we'll give it absolutely everything in Paris. Mo, how much or how strong is that feeling of revenge, motivation for this Champions League final? Well, I'm very motivated to the roof. I think um, after what happened, especially with Madrid last time, um, and also after what happened on uh, Sunday, everybody's motivated to, to win the Champions League because this is like unbelievable trophy for us. And I think every season we fight for it since I came here. Um, and I think everybody's excited for it. I know you've been asked this question a lot this season, so I'll ask it again. Would European Cup success make you more likely to sign a new contract? How close are you to finalising your future? And how likely are you to stay here beyond next season? That's three questions. <laughs> That's three different questions. Three in one. <laughs> I think uh, in my mind, I, I don't focus about the contract at the moment. It's, uh, I don't want to be selfish at all. I, I even said about that like uh, two months ago or one month ago. It's about the team now, it's a really important week for us, uh, I can say. Um, I'm just focused with the team, I want, uh, I want to win the Champions League again, I want to see Hendo having the trophy again in his hand and hopefully give it to me after. <laughs> um, I'm just focused with the team really, I don't want to talk about the contract now because it's like, we have a long time, I have, I'm staying next season for sure. <laughs> That's clear, uh, I'm staying next season, so uh, let's see after that. Good luck. Thank you. We'll go to Julia next. So that is Mohamed Salah and Anderson speaking from excerpts of that press conference. Princeton, 
good to have you on the line. Princeton, before you begin, which team have you been supporting in the Champions League? Hi, Philip. It's good to be back on the show once again. It's a wonderful day all over uh, the world and especially Europe. But um, in this year's Champions League, I, I was supporting Manchester City because I think they've been the best team in the past few years and they deserve to win the Champions League. And of course, um, the love for Pep Guardiola and his football is, is immense. So you love to see them win the Champions League and um, display that tiki-taka football as, as uh, the, the fans of Spanish football we, we, we are. We want to always see them win and win. But unfortunately, they are not one of the um, masters of this competition. They are emerging as one of them. And so they will need some time to win the Champions League. So therefore, that, there was City. City has always been the, the, the team I have been supporting. But unfortunately, they were out and they were succumbed by the grandmasters of the Champions League, Real Madrid. Definitely. Uh, we are behind time. Quickly walk us through the lineup for Real Madrid and Liverpool. Well, um, Real Madrid is confirmed, but for Liverpool, we are yet to have the official lineup. For Real Madrid, um, it's the usual Kutubu Kutua imposed on the right back is uh, Carvajal and then Militao with Alaba in the defence. On the left side is um, Felan Mendy in the, in the midfield there's Casemiro and Modric with Tony Cruz and of course Federico Valverde so it's a 4-4-2 diamond formation up front there's Vinicius and then Karim Benzema over there for Liverpool um, the news is that the injured Fabinho and then Thiago they, they've, been, they've been given a great light to play tonight so we'll not be surprised to see both of these uh, players in the, on the pitch, and these are two players that Liverpool were always wanting to have them on the in their team. So we are likely to see Alison Becker in post, Trent Alexander on the right hand side. On the left hand side is Robertson on the on the left hand side. In the defence is Van Dijk, but who 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 should pair Van Dijk? That's another question we should answer because in the Champions League it's been Konate and of course Joe Matip is one of the best uh, defenders in the Premier League and all over the world and so uh, that, would, that would be a, a dilemma for Jurgen Klopp but I think that this time around Matip should be the one uh, partnering Van Dijk because of his experience he's, he's, he's actually um, an unsung hero in that Liverpool team in the midfield we, we are likely to see Thiago Fabinho and then Jordan Henderson because uh, Trent Alexander and will be pushing forward a lot of times and leave space behind him where Vinicius is always Operating. So it will be prudent to have uh, Henderson in them in the midfield for Liverpool. Up front, as it seems like Sadio Mane's uh, position has been changed because of the presence of Luis Diaz. So Luis Diaz on the left hand side, Sadio Mane in the middle, and then Mohamed Salah on the right hand side for this uh, team. All right, Princeton, thank you for that succinct submission. We will be taking Jogging Club's reaction. Jogging Club is optimistic. It's optimistic about Thiago's chances of playing in the Champions League final against Real Madrid on Saturday. Let's pick Jogging Club's reactions from the press conference. Bad news, there was no Thiago out there, so how serious is the injury? We're taking it as a bad sign at the minute. What chances he got of playing on Saturday? I only met him now inside. A good chance, so um, he will training this afternoon he did some stuff this morning was not planned that he's um, doing this session with the players um, and in a moment it looks like he can be part of training tomorrow 
that would be pretty helpful, obviously. And then we'll just go from there. So, um, yeah, it's, it's surprise, surprisingly good. Then after the game, I was not really positive about it, but um, we got news then at night already. It's not doesn't look that bad. And from from there we went. Uh, no, we will see. But it's um, I can imagine that it's, um, there were things now uh, three days before a game cannot train. Yeah, but we just have to be sure that we do the right stuff in the right moment, and that's what we try. Congratulations on your Manager of the Year awards as well. Thank you. Uh, given the way Sunday went, what job have you had to do, though, as the manager, to pick the players up once again? Is it similar to 2019 or different because Sunday was that bit more dramatic? Uh, it's different and, different and not different because, uh, at the same time, because um, on Sunday it was harder, but just because of the the script, the story um, of the of the match day. So if, if City would have been three 0 up after 12 minutes, um, and it's a completely normal situation, but you have to, could expect and these kind of things. But with two 0 down, uh, the typical drama we are kind of involved, um, and us obviously um, um, struggling to score the second goal. Um, so and that made it then directly after the game, obviously, obviously slightly harder. Um, but uh, since then, it's all it's all the same. Um, we are met this morning again. Obviously, we are all in a good mood. Um, life is like this. If you are healthy, what the boys obviously are, um, life gives you opportunities again and again. And in this case, it's a Champions League final. So we see that nobody feels the. Uh, uh, the pain from Sunday anymore. We are really just looking forward to this game against an incredibly strong opponent, most experienced opponent you can probably get in this competition, but we are really looking forward to it. Obviously, outside of the club, it'll be regarded as a great season if you're able to add the European Cup. I know you will look at it as a great season anyway because of the levels that you've reached this season, but what is your message to the players to effectively go out and grasp this opportunity now? It would be without it. Champions League final would be a great season with the Champions League. Winning the Champions League would be a fantastic season, easier said. So um, there are still levels. That's absolutely fine. Um, we don't we don't think because we won our two competitions and and were close in the third competition that this, um, yeah, wouldn't, we wouldn't care about that. That's of course not the case. No, no, no. It's um, you never know how often you will reach the Champions League final. You better use the few opportunities you get. So for us, it's not really special the third time in the last five years. That's really special with this group, and we have made. We obviously had all downs and ups in our in our own um, Champions League history, and we will face the team. So we were in the last five years three times there. Yeah, I don't know exactly the number, but Real Madrid in the last ten years won it probably five times or at least four times. So that makes it really special. So that's how I said. And a lot of these players were always involved in these kind of games. <laughs> so um, yeah, it will be a great game. Uh, I really think the world will be red or white on this match day, um, and that's exactly how it should be. It's it's real. Um, historically, two teams were always um, um, strong in this competition and. Now in the presence as well, which is a good sign. Competing with this kind of calibers is um, the best thing you can do. Uh, but obviously, we are not going there. Just to be part of. That's clear. Um, but um, anyway, uh, to be one hundred percent honest, uh, I can't wait to go there. And not because I think ah, I try to let them kick them or whatever. Not at all. I know how difficult it will be. It's just having the chance to go again for it is really special. 
BBC Merseyside, go across there, and then we'll go to the lady there who sat behind Chris McKenna on the TV. Hi, Jürgen. Um, five, of the, five of the last six games you conceded first, but you, your team has come back uh, to get results. You can't really do that against the Real Madrid side because they can make 1 0 into 2 0 into 3 0, can't they? Yeah, we never wanted to end the other games, but it's always really interesting. So you prepare, obviously, game or press conference completely different to what I do. I would never pick out a negative thing and, and, and start from that point where they go in a meeting and tell the boys, boys, five times in the last six games we concede the first goal. That's like, you want to have it again. If you want to have it again, you start talking like this. So maybe you can learn that for life, use it for private life, not for press conferences, okay. Um, but it's... Uh, I, I, I couldn't care less. It's about the situation was incredibly tricky. You cannot compare this situation which we had. We played in different. Each game we played was a final for us. In each game we had to make make plenty of changes. Um, we had to find our feet a little bit in in, in different games. Like okay, you change a lot, and then first chance of your opponent is a goal, and then you have to then you have to strike back. We could have scored first in most of these games didn't happen, but we stayed on track. It says much more how we reacted on a setback, and a setback can be a goal, must not be a goal, but can be a goal, and how we react on that. That prepares you for the big games, and that's, if we want, well, these games probably the best preparation we could get for this final. It's not about not conceding the first, it's about reacting on all the things what happen in the game, because you think a Champions League finally will arrive, and it, it will just go your way. That's really naive. Just not, it was not, never the case, will not be the case um, this time. It's just uh, it's a, a constant reaction of the things what happen, the things happen happening in a final. Can be good things, and then you have to do it again. Can be bad things, and then to try to get momentum back. All these kind of things. A really long game, potentially 120 minutes. I don't know, but you need you need to stay on track, whatever happens, and that's what the boys did in these games. In these last six games, obviously, or five games where we won it down, and that's the only thing I'm interested in. Carlo Ancelotti. Um... So that is Jurgen Klopp speaking ahead of tonight's final. The last time Liverpool were in the final of the Champions League was in 2018, 2019 season. So they played in 2019 at a Estadio. Metropolitano in Madrid where they beat Premier League team Tottenham to win the Champions League who oh, pick excerpts of that moment Liverpool won their last Champions League and I'll come back and pick the final thoughts and reaction of my studio guests and callers All eyes are on the Metropolitano here in Madrid for the 2019 UEFA Champions Justin can you give us your reactions to Jogging Club's press conference whilst we try to get excerpts of Liverpool's last Champions League triumph? Well, I believe Klopp is, Klopp is um, appreciative of what his team has been able to do. And after, after a very disastrous last season, he, they, they actually picked up this season and have performed quite well. So I believe that Jogging Club is quite pleased in in terms of in terms of how his team has approached this season on all fronts. This is the first time he has made probably all all finals in in a, in a season domestically and also continentally. So it is a it is it is very big for him and and I believe that I believe that for him with with Thiago reintroduced into the lineup as as confirmed a few minutes ago, it is going to be very big for him as well as Fabinho. So 
I think that Liverpool too, in in terms of Jurgen Klopp, uh, have high spirits and and know that and know what is required of them to beat Real Madrid tonight if they want to lift a seventh UEFA Champions League title. Definitely. Let's pick excerpts of the moment Liverpool won their last UEFA Champions League title in 2019, and we'll come back to pick the final reactions of Justin and Princeton. UEFA's principal club knockout competition reaches a close in Spain this evening. All eyes are on the Metropolitano here in Madrid for the 2019 UEFA Champions League final. It's Tottenham Hotspur against the five-time European Cup winners and last season's beaten finalists, Liverpool. Two of the biggest names in English football and two clubs with plenty of European history over the years. The trophy being brought into the arena by two players of every right to be described as club legends. Ledley King of Tottenham and Ian Rush of Liverpool. The UEFA's showpiece occasion brings together two teams who've survived a tough journey on the road to Madrid. The UEFA Champions League anthem played by Asturian girls, a string quartet from Ukraine and Kiev, the venue where Liverpool lost to Real Madrid a year ago. English teams have come to the fore in Europe this season and just 72 hours after Chelsea defeated Arsenal in the Europa League final the eyes of the footballing world turn to Madrid and a Champions League final between Tottenham and last year's beaten finalist Liverpool and the Reds claim a sixth European Cup good shot for handball and there's a penalty inside the first minute Extraordinary drama, 30 seconds played, and Liverpool have a penalty. And now Mohamed Salah with the opportunity to put Liverpool in front. It's Salah who's put Liverpool in front. A sensational start, a controversial start, and it's advantage to the Reds. Well, it is a sensational start. I just believe that Sizoko went with the upper part of his shoulder, but uh, the rule, the law is very strict now. His, his arm was out, and uh, the Slovenian referee makes a brave and early decision. Great ball by Matic. Robertson. Happy to have a go. Enforce the save, I'll release. That was a tremendous drive, the power straight at him, but was a tremendous uh, strength of shot. Man away from Ericsson, now being pursued by Ali. Milner! It was a good chance, it was a clear opportunity for him. Yeah, it wasn't quite well balanced enough to uh, hit that ball in with his left foot. He's a two-footed player, is Milner. Change of focus and attack. Son, pulled away by Allison, saw it all the way. Morad, not this time. Tottenham asking a few more questions. Liverpool with a bit more to think about. Approaching the final 10 minutes in Madrid. Flurry of activity in front of Allison. In by Milner. 
Origi! No arguments now. It's Liverpool's Champions League. Tottenham had no answer. And the expressions on those faces tell you that Liverpool are sure that they're on their way to their sixth European Cup. Origi, who did so much to put out Barcelona in the previous round, has now steered Liverpool towards another Champions League success. This victory, the sixth title, will surely be one remembered by many of their supporters. It is Liverpool, the Champions League winners, 2019. It makes up for the disappointment of Kiev. It makes up for the disappointment of losing out to Manchester City after one of the best Premier League stories of recent years. The majority of the Liverpool squad raced over to their goalkeeper Allison on the final whistle because they know that his contribution in the second half was so important. Just look at the statistics. Tottenham with eight attempts on target. Liverpool with just three. But Liverpool, so clinical, have their name on the trophy yet again. Liverpool have written another wonderful European chapter. Full time in Madrid, Tottenham nil, Liverpool 2. It's in the arms of Jordan Henderson. A moment to savour, a moment to enjoy. Liverpool lift the Champions League trophy. They are the champions. Liverpool, UEFA, Champions League winners, 2019. The anthem rings out, you'll never walk alone. Liverpool champions, from myself, Tony J- So, that is the moment Liverpool won the 2019 UEFA Champions League final. This final... It's a repeat of the 2018 UEFA Champions League final that took place in Kiev. Real Madrid were the victors on the night, winning 3-1. Tonight, would it be a repeat of the 2018 final or a revenge for Real Madrid? Justin, respond to it. Repeat or revenge? Which one do you go for? Well, um, I think... Repeats will be fine. Uh, just just hoping for a, a very, very competitive and fierce game between these two great teams tonight. Definitely. Justin, thank you so much for your reactions. Princeton, is it going to be a repeat of the 2018 final or a revenge for Liverpool? Princeton? All right. So, as always, it's been a pleasure coming your way with today's episode of the UEFA Champions League special coverage for the 2021-2022 as we draw the curtains to the season and we wish Liverpool and Real Madrid the very best of luck. I'll leave you with our official signature tune, Be Champions. Be a champion wherever you are, wherever you find yourself in any chasing field of endeavour. Thank you to all of you 
for making time out of your busy schedules to join us for tonight's live session. Princeton, thank you. Araba, thank you. Justin, as always, thank you for joining us throughout the season for detailed discussions and analysis. I'm extremely grateful. And on behalf of the entire production team, thank you so much. It's bye for now. Keep well. And we wish the two finalists the best of luck. May the best team emerge a victor tonight. Thank you.